0: Good, well, Shit. Yeah. I'm not prepared. <laughs> it's November 17th, 2016.
1: This is Idle Thumbs 289. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. Hey, guys. Hey, Jake.
0: Hey, so I guess it's time to do a podcast on the internet.
1: It is, yes. Uh, so, this is the first podcast we have ever live streamed while recording this. If you're hearing this on our RSS feed, which you most likely are statistically, um, this episode was actually video uh, broadcasted over twitch.tv slash idle thumbs um, as we were recording it. We're, this is a test run to see if it works. Um, if you want to go back and watch that video, you can do so at twitch.tv slash idle thumbs or hopefully soon at our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash idlevideos, and we're hoping to do this every week if it
0: works out and is fun. Yep. If you're one of the few dozen people watching this test episode live, you probably can't hear this because it already failed. Uh, so <laughs> It did? No, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea if it did. Anyway, okay. so what's going on on the podcast this week? Uh, well,
1: this week we are going to talk about uh, transport fever. Nice. Transit. Transport. Transit? Transit. <laughs>
2: Good. Off to a good start. Transport fever. Transport
1: fever, which Nick and I <laughs> both played some of. Um, Nick played an Earth Defense Force, which I yeah I didn't even know there was like a current one of those. Oh yeah. So it's not
2: current, really. Yeah. It's a year old. But, okay. Uh, All right. But, well, that's uh,
1: interesting. This is going to be a weird, an esoteric idle yeah. thumbs relative. Oh, yeah. uh, I also finished the um, Titanfall Two campaign. I don't know how much more there is to say, but we can talk about that. And probably in our recurring Titanfall spoilers. Segment. Yeah, and probably a fair <laughs> amount of reader mail. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. How's it going, Jake? You haven't played any video games, have you? No, I installed Dishonored two, and then I looked at it, and then I didn't play it. Oh, so man. <laughs> I, I played like an hour or two of Dishonored two. Oh. Yeah, and I I tried to play it, and I was incapable of playing it. Oh. Um, I really liked the first Dishonored game, and I can tell this game is also really good. But my mental state recently has mm. been such that Dishonored two is too much. It's too much. Mm. Dishonored too much. More like more like that. M- more yeah. <laughs> more like okay. my Dishonored brain can't handle this shit right now. Yeah. Like I so I play I play. Actually, could you close that thing? Um. Okay. I I play Dishonored games with or anything like that. Right. Like a Deus Ex Dishonored. Um. I try with Hitman, don't succeed as as. Consistently, to to play as nonviolently as possible. Yeah. Which you know sometimes you just straight up have to do something uh, violent. Although I think this honored is pro- I think it's possible in the first game. I think it was to play without actually killing anyone. It was. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, and that is how, that is how I I played that game. I can't remember if I completely succeeded, but when you do that. Um, it is a very high tension. Mm. Like everything is always on the knife's edge, mm-hmm. because as soon as you get noticed by someone, everything like turns into a. a
0: so inducing a constantly anxious state is not helping. It when was, compounded with your current uh, anxious state. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: It was <laughs> really like surprisingly disastrous. Um, putting putting an hour or two into that game, yeah. I I eventually. I became essentially a bundle of nerves and had to give up my the the way I completed the first mission. I like I went through you know you you start off and you're at the beginning of the game you're betrayed unsurprisingly and then you have to like escape from confinement and uh, I, you actually can choose whether to play as Corvo from the first game or his daughter which is pretty cool yeah um and I don't know if the premise changes. Based on that. You can play as Dishonored or Dishonored 2, I
2: guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, But in any case, like, I ultimately ended up completing the first mission by, like, carefully doing all the stuff. Like, you can knock out a guy and hide him in a vault for maximum, like, nonviolent, like, containment. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you can pump all the air
0: out of that vault for maximum violent, -violent (laughs) nonviolent containment. (laughs) Right. and uh he's fine though there's probably enough air in there for him to last until he's rescued
1: your character actually like explicitly makes a crack about how there's like bad food in there I assume to like <laughs> to indicate like you he won't starve right like, this right, is, right like it's really yeah. they, she goes out of her way she's like I hope you enjoy old fruit and dirty water or something <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, which still counts as sustenance to right, keep yeah, a human right, yeah, alive because yeah. 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 you do like straight up lock him in a right. vault in like a little room um yeah, but the game is very clear. I'm I not, hope you you're like no eating money. <laughs> <laughs> that happens because there's like huge gold bars in there. It's a, it's a vault that well, actually is you full of gold. You bite a gold bar
0: just to see if it's gold, not to like live off it. That's a misconception. <laughs> ah,
1: right. I just eat Toblerone. Actually, I don't anymore because no, they made it no, they smaller changed now. changed it. <laughs> Fuck you, Toblerone. <laughs> okay. Have you seen? Said Corvo. Have you not? Are you not <laughs> yeah, this?
0: I, I know that there's okay. small Toblerones. Yeah, yeah. Cadbury eggs, Toblerones, What's next? Yeah. Oh, Cadbury eggs also. Oh,
2: they're they're oh they tiny trash now. now. Yeah. Just oh, trash. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. They they were sold. That's why they were sold to like Nestle. That's or something. always just yeah. what happens. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Anyway, so <laughs> after I like. <laughs> Locked this guy in the Toblerone room or whatever. I uh-huh. like. I was I was sneaking out and I was making my way and I was doing fine. And then you get out onto this city street and there's just tons of guys. Like there's a million guys. And and one of them saw me and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" And I just completed the entire rest of the mission by just booking it through the streets as mm. like every guy in town is like essentially joining a parade behind me I'm like turning into the like grand <laughs> right. marshal as I'm just like running through and everyone's like hey come, come back here wait uh, and eventually I like jump onto a, a ship which is the exit route and there's like a captain of the ship sort of just like leaning against the mm. door there and she's just like huh Hey, need need a trip or whatever? I don't remember what <laughs> mm-hmm. it is, but like, meanwhile, the entire town is running, but the the cutscene doesn't like care,
0: right? Of like, course. it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. oh,
1: it's it's fine now. So, which is a bummer because it would have been amazing if it had panned around and in the distance you just see the like oh, uh, if, marathon. If the cutscene had
0: kept all the NPCs yeah, yeah, running yeah, yeah, in yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. It Always didn't. keep your NPCs running in your in-engine cutscenes, as all modern <laughs> Ubisoft games have yes. shown. Oh, like, yeah. make yes. sure that there's a face exploding and a guy just leaping around in the background or two people getting in a drunken fight. Like, that's mm-hmm. what you want. You, <laughs> yeah, you want to escape on the ship and then have the huge Frankenstein mm-hmm. uh, pitchfork torch yep. crowd yep. Uh, with the most nonchalant captain of all time. Right. Yeah. But nope. Um, so and, and then you stopped playing it.
1: Well, that was fine because it was hilarious. Okay. And then <laughs> uh, that was just, like, absurd. I mean, it was stressful, but in, like, a hilarious way. Yeah. And But then I started the next level, and I played it for a long time. I mean, like, you know, I play these games painstakingly, mm-hmm. typically. I mean, I did not just describe that, but... Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the next, you know, I was being really, 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 really careful the next level. And then I finally... Oh God! And then one of the things that you can encounter—I can't remember if it's in the first or second mission—but like one of the things you can encounter is a room full of blood flies or bone flies or something, which are just these like massive (laughs) one
0: of those. Yeah, (laughs) just
1: these like huge blood-sucking mosquito-like six-inch mosquito things, Mm. and you and they're like they're kind of like bees, I guess, in that they have hives like 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 honeycomb hives, like meat bees. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you can you can like. There are the dead people around who have clearly tried to go and clear out the the bees, or whatever the flies, flies, yeah, the flies. The flies, blood, yeah, the blood flies. and uh, and it was so stressful because you go, it's like if you go slowly <laughs> enough and don't fuck with them, they they won't necessarily attack you, but you have to just like go th- walk <laughs> through these clouds of just buzzing, gross looking fucking blood bees
0: this is an analogy for how neither of us have twitter on our phones anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's true all three of us in fact oh yeah. good no longer have
1: twitter on our phones which mm-hmm. is so so such a relief um but uh yeah but it's hor- i mean it was horrifying and then you you can sort of clear out local areas of like bone flies by smashing their hives with your sword or your knife or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was just I mean it was just like my heart rate basically doubled the entire time I was in there and it was an optional thing but I couldn't stop myself from it was like oh there's content here like there's a there's an optional
2: thing that (laughs) I someone asked you to clear out the blood flies maybe say no though Chris. they didn't even (laughs) ask me I oh, just okay. saw, i
1: got there, and there was like a a note. There was like a note pinned <laughs> to a dead guy. Yeah, yeah, An Environmental story. Environmental story. Asked a story you. was environmentally <laughs> told to me about a man who attempted <laughs> to destroy the blood flies and, and yeah, it said,
0: "This will be you, yeah. if you attempt this." And you went, "Well, <laughs> all well, right, maybe it won't be though. Maybe it won't be." It won't, Ron Howard voice says, "It was." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, I did ultimately succeed, but I was left with just completely frayed. But at what curves? Yeah, at what cost? cost. Yeah. And so then I just kept going through the rest of the level, and I, I, <laughs> I
0: keep s- waiting for the point where you're like, and then it was too much, and I stopped. And it, it's yeah, it's, just, it's a well, lot more
1: than I thought. Yeah, no, I know. And I, I, I th- there was yet another um, optional thing that I found, which is like, oh, you have to, you can get help to achieve your main objective if you. Like, steal a corpse for this lady. And so I was like sneaking up to the third or fourth floor of a building, sneaking past all these guards who were having all their conversations in the side rooms. And then eventually I get where I'm going and I, I like open the door. To the room where the corpse is, and there's just a fucking guy there, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he just stabs me in the chest, then <laughs> I die, and it gets, and it just like, Jesus. I, it, yeah, and it, it just, I, all of my nerves had been just stretched to the like breaking point, and then this guy just goes blah, and and stabs me, and it does the thing where you know the screen desaturates, and you like fall over, and it's it's right. intended to be to really make
0: dishonored you, fades up on screen. <laughs> yeah, you've been <laughs> dishonored.
1: It says in that classic parlance. Um, and I, I, I basically just had a, a nervous breakdown and I alt F forward and that was that. Mm. And I haven't played it since then. It was too much. So. So you changed your tune. I did. I mean, I guess. <laughs> to what a was, transport what was my simulation tune? game. Oh, that's <laughs> true. But
0: I, yeah. I don't know if we want to talk about Nick's, uh, yeah, Nick, Nick felt that he needed
1: to defend earth. A yeah, I don't know device. why I went in the
2: exact opposite direction of a game that is just non-stop shooting and people screaming on the streets, running around, talking about the end of the world. It was I don't know why my brain said that was the thing I needed. It's weird.
0: Why was that um, on your mind this week?
2: Uh, it, it actually it was something that I i don't even know why. I think I just noticed it on the Steam front page at some point. Oh. I was like, oh, there's an Earth Defense Force game. <laughs> no, no topical on reason. PC. It was, in fact, there well, no, was I, the community <laughs> yeah. update V2 right, right, right. that uh, put it, put it topical, on your mind. Very topical. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I didn't... Um, I'd installed it and it was just sitting in my in my library. And Janelle and I last night were just like, "God, I just want to like play a game and like turn off my brain for an hour." And then I realized, like, "Oh, this this thing probably has like split screen co op," and it does. It's like if nobody's like if you haven't played like an Earth Defense Force game, have you? I have not. Chris, yeah, I played. There was one
1: that came out in like I want to say 2010 or so, and sort of was maybe a little 2009, maybe, and was kind of a phenomenon. Like that series has been around for a while, but I remember some publisher brought. The Xbox the 360 version, yeah, and it took made a, a bigger yeah. splash than that series mm-hmm. had made in in the West. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a D, D3, weird. B three published it.
2: Yeah, yeah, they made. I, I didn't realize they're made by a, a developer called Sandlot and uh, Japanese Japanese yeah. developer, and uh, which I only uh, mentioned because I looked up their. Uh, history and the first game that they ever made uh, was for PlayStation One, and it was called Remote Control Dandy, which, <laughs> which yeah. is an excellent name. Oh, that's very good for your first game. Yeah, wow, uh, wow. Remote Control Dandy. No information on Remote Control Dandy, but I really want to go back and play that. Um, <laughs> in any case, uh, but yeah, Earth Defense Force is—it's weird. It, even even in the time in which like the first game was released, it felt like a throwback to an earlier era where all you had to do was just have. Split screen co-op and you shoot some aliens and that's kind of the whole game. So like it felt like something derived from like an NES co-op game. Is it where like an over
0: the shoulder third person thing? Or how does yeah, it, how yeah, does it's an work? over
2: the shoulder third person game where you're just running around in a city. And uh, oh man,
1: by the way, the the one that came out that I remember everyone talking about was even longer ago than I thought. Earth Defense Force 2017 yes. released in North America and Europe in 2007. <sighs>
2: okay. Yeah, I played this game in college. That game so this
1: game was released ten years before the events of the game. Uh yes. Next year we'll, we will we encou- will we will uh defend these events because the,
2: because this game is I mean they're they're meant to be over the top and ridiculous yeah. but they exceed your expectations uh uh wildly. Um Right. I mean so the the, the very first level I mean the joke the, the best punchline they have is that the very first level you load it up and immediately you're just this little tiny guy in a city and there are giant ants like thousands of giant ants just running at you like the second you load the game up that's that's what faces you it's Good. just it's just madness from the first minute and uh it just basically increases from there i mean i i don't i don't know how much i have to say i, I mean actually i have a couple things to say about it um it it does some stuff that's actually, like, it plays with scale in a way that games just don't. It just becomes a ridiculous thing where, mm. like, I don't know, uh, if you're messing around in like, a game editor or something or, or just making, like, a game jam game, you might do some of this stuff, but you would never actually ship the kind of content that they're where you, shipping. Where you where, take an NPC and make
0: it 20 times bigger than it should be, then watch it stomp around and look at how hilarious it yeah, is. Yeah, and then yeah. maybe
2: just spawn that NPC like a hundred times in the air. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, just there are a hundred spawning ants that are just falling out of the sky. And then, like, because you've just auto-generated nav mesh on everything, they're just crawling on trees, but they're enormous, <laughs> so they're just, like, right. attaching themselves this is like, weirdly at different I, angles. And, like, I it's see, just fucking crazy. Whenever
1: I see or hear stuff from this yeah. series, it always feels like <laughs> when, you are us- when you're, like, learning a level like level design tool set Mm -hmm. and you're like i can just put a spawner in this guy like right i can put a trigger right here and it'll make everything turn green a
0: gun that (laughs) shoots enemies (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) yep or when when people somehow do weird exploits in uh NFL or NBA games, and somehow their mm, team mm-hmm. has a player who's thirty feet tall, but obeys all of the rest of the rules of the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Or, or just like G, like weird GTA mods. Like yeah. you'll see like GTA Five gifs like occasionally where like somebody's like shooting cars out of a gun, and like that's basically what this game feels like mm. all the time. Um, <laughs> I
0: remember, was it Pandemic who made Mercenaries? Which yes. Co- yeah. Okay, uh-huh.
2: that was published by LucasArts and I remember covering it
0: at E3. That was a fun game. I recall. Whatever year yeah. it was that that was at E3, that was the first time that I had ever seen that stuff. Six or something. Yeah, Maybe it, earlier even. It was. It might have. In a little earlier it was like when gta 3 era f- era vehicle physics was yep. still a novelty and i remember even at e3 they were demoing how proud they were of that engine and they had the debug mode up and the guy on his xbox controller typed in a command that just let him spawn humvees from the earth or mm. from the sky mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2005 yeah and i remember looking at that and just going oh the future of games is going to be good yep and no one actually makes a game where that's the case i wished that mercenaries had just been that like it was already an right. attempted over the top whatever but like so Earth Defense Force apparently...
1: Oh, yeah. No, it has this the same is, this thing, is Earth too, Defense Force 4.1. Yeah, no, which it's Which is apparently great. itself a port of an entirely differently named game that came out two years earlier. Oh, man. And was updated for modern... For, like, it's the also, current generation of It's systems. also, I
2: will say, an atrocious port, but in kind of a good way. <laughs> okay. Like, Like, the first second you load this thing up, it's incomprehensible. The menu system is just baffling. For instance, you connect two controllers, you get to the main menu screen uh you assume because you have the second controller plugged in then it's just going to know that but then <laughs> you have to hit start on the second controller to enable the second controller in in terms of the game understanding that it exists and then when you're in menus and you say like so the part of the way this game works is between missions you have um like loadouts and different things you can like you know upgrade and all that garbage mm-hmm. uh when the second player goes into their menu, it locks the first player's controls off, and vice versa. So, like, half the time, you don't even know who's controlling the stupid game. It's rid- I, They don't even have an exit button on the menu. I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to quit this thing. It was ridiculous. Anyway, it's hilariously bad and good uh, in probably, all ways. There's
0: probably no exit button because it's from a console.
2: Right. Yeah, they just didn't do any of it. It's <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, I had some funny moments. The We... So there are always missions in these games where you go underground, which is just a terrible idea based on the way this game works. Because so,
1: so you should actually – we haven't done this yet. You should describe just – this is a third-person – Yeah, it's an over-the-shoulder like third-person shooter. Oh, you did? Okay, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. We briefly talked about yeah, it. I mean, yeah. you just – it's 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 mission-based. You you load into a yeah. mission. You're in a giant city. All the buildings are destructible. A billion things spawn, and you shoot them, and that's it. That's the whole game. There are no. There's no nuance. Mm-hmm. There. Are, you have little like friendly NPCs that run around like, next to you saying like an, insane things. Like it's like, things.
1: like yeah. an even more simplified and ridiculous Dynasty
2: Warriors or mm-hmm. something. If actually, you know what? Yeah, I, I've never really played those games, but I know exactly. I had friends
1: in high school who yeah. were obsessed with Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Who they would just like sit on the couch in a gar- in a friend's
2: garage, right. And
1: just just yep murder people forever. Yeah. in Dynasty Warriors.
2: It's basically that, but you're murdering b- giant insects. Right. They always say giant insects, too. The guys that are with you, <laughs> they never just say insects Aliens, as if there are other... They're like, something. we got to kill yeah. these giant insects. It's like,
1: they're all giants. Sir, these they're, insects are too large. Yeah, <laughs> They must be destroyed.
2: There's one guy on my team... These giant a- insects are too large. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one guy who is... They must have planned this because a lot of this dialogue is just bad in the way that like it's just poorly translated or just goofy and not good, but... Like there's this one guy who clearly is some kind of in joke because he's he's just always hungry. Like every mission, you just like you're just shooting guys for like an hour, and then in between, he'll just be like, "I could really go for a juicy steak." And then the next level, he's like, "I'm really hungry," and it's just it's there's this thing. weird story. He's just that's a hungry just hungry guy. Yeah, he's just like the aliens character. That's, that's, called, that's just his it's yeah. That's his called the
0: characters. Oh, oh, sorry. Characterization.
2: God, speaking of aliens, so <laughs> storytelling. I, we had this mission where you go underground in these tunnels. And because of the nav mesh insanity and just the way that, like, your guys, like, your friendly guys are always shooting at enemies, but they don't know what's in front of them, actually, like, they don't understand level geometry, so if there's an enemy that's, like, on another side of a wall, they'll just start shooting the wall. Like, it's a disaster of game design in these tunnels. (laughs) But so, And you also, you can't see, and, like, there's one class of guy that you can be that has a flashlight that's really good, but then if you're not that guy, you just, you have to, like, shoot your gun all the time, otherwise you can't see. It's madness. It's like, we're in this tunnel, and, uh... We had this amazing moment where you, when you're playing this game, you always have um, sort of like a circular radar with sort of dots that show you all the enemies and yeah. all the, you know. Classic radar. Classic radar uh, from that era of games. And um, so we're, we're wandering around in these tunnels and we must have, you know, there was some uh, objective, like go down and kill the queen or whatever the hell. And we're just wandering around and we can't find anything. And like. Our guys are just kind of, like, getting confused, and so, you know, all our friendly dudes are just sort of back at the start of the level. And we were just, like, 10 minutes of just, like, wandering through these stupid tunnels, not finding anything. And then, you know, we realized, like, we we looked at the minimap, and there are, like, a thousand red dots right on top of us. And then we just looked up, and they were all on the ceiling, and it was just the fucking scene oh from God. Aliens, <laughs> where we were like, "Oh shit!" and just like started shooting, and everything oh, went man. to hell. Like it was. crazy. Did one of you
0: scream, "Light them up," or anything like that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, stay frosty.
2: <laughs> I could use a steak right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that—that's pretty much what happened. Anyway, there's not much to say about this game except that it's—it's it's hilarious. So it um, sounds like a strong recommend, though. Uh, if, if it sounds like a... Th- I mean, rent it's, it. Yeah rent, yeah, rent it from Blockbuster. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, I mean, it does... As a PC port, it actually is. It's functional. It's just you have to kind of learn... So you'd say like locked 60 FPS. We were playing it in 4K, and it did run smoothly. I was surprised. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Um, yeah, I think so those games were, were often like... That was a
1: thing, right? Well. It, that they could push just... Crazy number of enemies, but it were... actually
2: is impressive. Yeah. Like at one point, the the screen was just full of polygons, and it wasn't slowing down. And I was like, I don't know how they're doing Sorry. this. Actually, This, this is is the trailer for
0: this, quote unquote, the screen was full of
2: polygons. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, it's a mess. But <laughs> um, was I was
1: going to say, it's this is those games are so interesting because they represent a category of thing that not only doesn't exist in games anymore, but kind of doesn't exist in entertainment at all. Which mm-hmm. is just like big ridiculous b game like mm. be, i mean that's not really been a term but like yeah. the game equivalent of a b movie like you just don't ha- you, hollywood doesn't produce those anymore period right like you you can have they, you can have stuff that's trash but it's not produced in the way a b movie was which was like in just an obviously cheap manner i think right
0: it, some of it probably still does and you just don't watch like it, i think it, it's just less and less v- you're right that... Sorry. It's Step not, one, there, not... less of it is surely made, but m- probably more important than that is less of it is visible because there aren't to be movie theaters, and then the replacement right. for those was the DVD and home video market, which also died. I think so, the Sci-Fi Channel probably so, at this point but is sci- where you... Sci-Fi Channel stuff's more ironic. I <laughs> yeah. feel like there That's probably true. still is schlocky shit it's made, but honest. it's just sold in bulk to be the undercurrent of streaming networks, but even that is a mm. way reduced market to yeah. what it used to be. Yeah. I think the, the yeah. sort of B genre mill is is way reduced, but... It lasted longer than I think a lot of people think because people just didn't look at shitty DVDs. Right, that's uh, true. That's a good point. But and, and, yeah, that's, that's even true. that's it probably seems like it's dried up a no, lot more I, than it used to be. I, I think you're right on both
1: counts. And then yeah. in games, that's always been a tougher affair because a a game that is more cheaply made is often just buggy and not like there's a yeah. you can get it doesn't really matter. You in can't a movie be a
0: connoisseur of shitty video games in the same way. Yeah. I, I
1: mean, I know some people who kind of are and like profess to be, but. It the, the potential appeal is so much lower because it's for one thing, really well made games already have like poorly written dialogue and stupid shit in them that is like would typically <laughs> I'm like, a
0: sort of trash art. Oh, I like video games. Yeah, right, just <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> no, it's fair. I'm just it's, saying, it's, it's fine. We, for one we thing, we all know.
1: Like, but then also, <laughs> like, if a thing is just if a game is shoddy, it's like, oh, you you just can't really play it very well. Like, yep. it's just it's not the same as a movie being kind of charmingly. Well, like being
0: yeah. being a judge of the independent games festival is a super different experience than being a judge of an independent film festival, yes, for sure. Because I mean, we've talked about this before. I think a little bit, but like, I don't think I think it's pretty rare that someone when they r- Roll up a last-minute entry to an independent film festival, just dumps reels of unspooled film in a cardboard box right. on someone's mm-hmm. desk. Like, right. ah, I know, it's it is film. If you put it through a projector, it'll play, and then you can watch my movie. Like, right. no one does yeah. that. Right. Whereas the IGF, it's like, ah, it, ah, it's a video game. Sorry, you're gonna have to copy it to a jailbroken iPhone, Ugh, like or right. like right. at best.
1: And like tons of stuff is missing. And, yeah. Like, right. like, Fix all like. Don't turn left here. You're it. gonna yep. literally fall out of the world because yeah, yeah, it's
0: yeah. just the demo. Yeah. Like yeah. The, that. Yeah. Games are just weird and different. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But the
1: Earth Defense Force series always struck me as a weird example of like just successful
0: like Successful actual bee, yes. bee game? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. No, it's true yeah. Like
1: giant bee game, sorry Right Yes uh, I mean, I, like I didn't play full Earth Defense bugs. Force because I had enough Oh god like, bee game this It's a week. bee
0: game, it's full of bugs <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Blood bees But not how you think, it's full of bone bees <laughs> <laughs> it probably um, is But that is cool I kind of want to play this now yeah, I mean, uh, it might not. It might trigger anxiety in some ways, so maybe maybe hold off for a week. But it it. Uh, well,
1: you know what's funny is that Hitman didn't, and right, like no. the reason I say that is because Hitman is one of the closer examples to something mm. like Dishonored, and I think one like Hitman takes place in, <laughs> even though it's ridiculous, it takes place in the real world, whereas yeah. Dishonored takes place in this like super intense like everyone is like blah, everyone's like blah, and you know the.
0: That doesn't make any sense in audio, yeah. but like, or Hitman's like, blah, blah. it's like when Arnold Schwarzenegger's eyes start bulging out at the beginning of Total Recall. That's the, the calming effect. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: like in Dishonored, everyone's hands are like enormous, and everyone has this. Mm. Everyone's stylized in a way that makes everything sort of <laughs> brutal and like high contrast and and intense. Um, Hitman is just like, oh, it's just sort of a nicely rendered house or mm. like hospital.
0: Or you something. enjoy the sterile precision so, of, <laughs> of the of I mean, the even murder, when, even when. No, yeah, Dishonored, Not is, my, Dishonored uh, is built to be of sort murder. of like yeah, yeah. like weirdly brutal and oppressive. Like yeah,
1: it's Because yeah. the world is supposed oh, yeah, you're to living be just, in a shit. Like, there are rats there. Yeah, yeah. There are definitely that's rats the, there. That's probably the difference. Um, yeah. And then also the failure states in Hitman are kind of generally speaking yeah. quicker to collapse and more hilarious. Right. Um where you so, so could basically where, have yeah. this,
0: like a wacky ragtime piano from uh from yeah, uh, what was that? Goddamn! What was that heist game? The top-down heist game that had wacky ragtime oh, piano. Yeah. Oh, Mon- yeah, Monica. yeah, yeah. Hitman yeah. would never actually have that, but 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 it could. It if could. it did, it would be a slightly different game. But your yeah. mental image of a Hitman failure is allowed to be like it's a wacky near miss, like it just mm-hmm. right.
1: Whereas Dishonored is a game that is like does not require you to, but is designed to allow the possibility mm. that you are just like a crazy teleporting murder master who can just like run up walls and do it. So the fact that the game has to have that as a possibility means everything in it is like constructed in such a way that the player who does that is going to have a fun satisfying like complete experience but if you're not the player who does that it means that there's also the possibility that you will just get wrecked in a way that is way more brutal mm. than the like kind of ridiculous ways you get wrecked in Hitman. Um, and ridiculous stuff can happen in Dishonored too. and also none of this by the way is a knock on Dishonored 2 at all um it's just i could deal with one and, and i could not deal with yep. the
0: other this week oh we should we, we should have a quick hitman aside i feel like we're coming up on break time but um mm-hmm. we talked about the final hitman mission last week but we didn't talk about the fact that steve gainer is inside of hitman oh that's true oh my god yeah. i feel like yeah. that's yeah. worth did either of you guys encounter steve when you were playing no no I don't think oh I okay no. well um yeah, I, I haven't played it yet, so I, I wouldn't know. But I, I thought you I thought one like of you guys would have found... He's, he's like a push-up like maniac or something? or something? Yeah, there's it, like
1: yeah. a the total... Did you see the video of that? There's well, like they a, were
2: talking about him, uh, right? I mean, I saw the video. Oh, of, that's right. It's he's, some guy he's who's just, actually like, actually just, wears, oh, just like, wears cool I thought that Steve Gaynor wears cool suits. Steve
0: Gaynor was an NPC inside of it, and someone had made uh, a user-made... Target Steve Gainer mission, but maybe I, I maybe I imagined that. Oh, as, maybe maybe yeah, that's yeah, just no, my no. dream for what that is. Because yeah, there are NPCs that talk about Steve Gainer all the time in uh, the new uh, Hitman level. Oh, I don't yeah, know. No, maybe, yeah, I don't... I don't. know. Who I knows always, if he's in it? Or I
1: only not. saw the thing where they talk about him, which neither proves nor disproves. Yeah. The, the, the presence of the, NPC the himself. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, which neither proves nor
1: disproves the existence of Steve Gainer. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was amazing. Uh, I good job. If Steve,
0: Steve Gainer is in the Hitman universe, then that means that. The development of the video game Gone Home exists in the canon of the Hitman universe, even though the events of it do not. That's true. That's true. That's true. Also, the development... Gone Gone
1: Home doesn't take place... Gone Home and Hitman don't share a universe, but Hitman and the Fulbright Company do share a universe. Yes. Yes.
0: In the world of Hitman, someone worked on uh, some uh, Fear expansion packs... Right, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yes. worked on Bioshock Infinite for a while, yeah. and yep. then moved to Portland and started mm-hmm. a video game company. Right. But that's—I
1: mean, I guess that means we're all in.
0: Yeah, th- the, you know, yeah, Man that world. Also. i yeah. not necessarily okay. It means that in that universe, at least. Mm, oh you know You should have traveled. You're it saying out. Bioshock Infinite exists in. I'm saying if Steve Gainer's life u- exists, but maybe in that world, you there was a like. There's like a bubble. There's like. You know, te- I mean, some kind of we like- could be a composite character that is just, you know, a kind of like <laughs> right, wacky podcast true. shithead uh, that also yeah. made video games. You know, we, we might, our likeness but may not be been that
1: then in reality. If we're saying that Steve's actual reality shares a universe
0: with well, Steve's not a big like muscle dude. So they that's took some true. liberties, you know, in the adaptation. That's, that's true. But I, I think it's safe to assume that Gone Home exists or this yeah. version
2: did <laughs> the reality that we're in is an inaccurate representation of the real Steve right, Gainer, yes. who is, in fact, a muscle-bound. Like, a you know, a like, yeah, weird living in a simulation? <laughs>
1: Silicon Valley bro. Of course, Steve Gainer would be people. the only one living
2: in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're all just living in yeah. Steve's simulation. That's true. That's we're true, all in invo-
0: environmental yeah.
2: storytelling. For oh, so Steve, yeah, Steve yeah. being inside uh, of yes, Hitman yes,
0: yes. is like a little wacky wink by the developers of this simulation to the fact that it, that's yes. what it is. Yes. And that's okay.
2: why Hitman's so comforting to you, Chris. <laughs> we're, we're all just, there's not, I mean, you know, whatever. Like Steve really is just to all. To man, you recognize yeah.
1: uh, I can really relate to this living, breathing uh, NPC. <laughs> NPC. <man. laughs> or PC. Man. The way the
0: behavior in this works just feels so comfortable and mm-hmm. familiar to me. <laughs>
1: So then why does, why does Dishonored not? I guess that's the Dishonored, well, Dishonored. simulation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's very clear. Yeah. Uh,
2: should we take a break? Yes. Yeah, let's take a break. Okay. Video game.
1: This episode of Vital Thumbs is brought to you by Movement. Movement manufactures affordable and stylish watches mm. on the internet at mvmtwatches.com slash thumbs. <laughs> Jake, you are a as I've as I've said a known watch wearer. And I am. You've now been wearing a movement watch for what, like a month or two at this point. Yeah, probably I have. over that. I would say I, at least two months. At yeah, this point. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you liking it?
0: It's my daily watch. I um, I'm a person who doesn't like a super ostentatious watch. Like I um, sure. Yeah, the watches from Movement, they they sell them in, in a bunch of different styles, but I've found that they're all actually pretty classy.
1: Yeah, I went to, after you started wearing one. I went to the website and was looking around, and uh. I was actually like they they hit, they there hit there the good point really nice.
0: of like understated and clean, but not cheap. Right. You know, like it's 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 uh I, they're they they're all, not they're deliberate and not simple yes, in their look. And they
1: have a very slim profile, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um So if you go to MVMT dot com slash thumbs, you can get 15 percent off with free shipping and free returns if need be. Sweet. Yeah. Jake, you have not returned your watch. I have not. I've kept it. You've kept it. Uh, If you go to mvmtwatches.com slash thumbs, you can get that deal. You get a good deal on a nice watch. I know. You could. That is mvmtwatches.com slash thumbs. Nice. Thanks, Movement. This episode of Idle Thumbs is also brought to you by Indochino. Indochino manufactures made-to-order suits And shirts and slacks and whatever else. Uh, All the menswear you need to look really nice according to measurements that you can take or have a tailor take. um, Or if you live near an Indochino store, you can go in and they will do all the measurements for you. But if you don't, they have instructions on their website for how to measure yourself. It is a really cool thing. Jake and I went in to the Indochino store here in San Francisco, had ourselves measured for shirts. We got those shirts. Jake's fit him perfectly right off the bat. Mine needed some adjustment. You know how it is. You do know how it is. Um, They will actually reimburse you the cost of tailoring if you have to have minor alterations made after the shirt comes in. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is really cool. I learned that recently. And if you live close to an, an Indochino store, they will alternatively just do the tailoring for you themselves. It is, I think, the first time in my life I've had a men's dress shirt that actually feels like it fits me. That's awesome. It's really weird. Yeah, I've like I've never had that experience before and it is really cool.
2: Nice. Was
0: your tailor impressed with your FNB monogram? Well, it was the Indochino. Oh, they were probably impressed. Everybody <laughs> looked at it and went, Haha, <laughs> yes. "Yeah, totally true." <laughs> that guy. <laughs> if you go to
1: indochino.com and then enter the code IDLE at checkout, you can get any premium Indochino suit that is their their nicest line of suits for just $389 and free shipping that is indochino.com with
0: the offer code IDLE at checkout man if you engage in both sponsors this week you will be a classy fucker
1: that's true oh yeah yeah you could be a you could be a very just a well-dressed individual yeah well well turned out individual
0: yes it's all true
1: all right are we back
0: uh no, no, no. Couldn't say. You
1: couldn't say? You're the only one who knows. <laughs> we're back. We oh, did it. We're, we're back. back. Okay, we're back. Um, so Transport Fever. Mm. This was a game that uh, is, is, this is this game is European as a hell.
2: How did you get, I mean, wh- wh- uh, why did you start playing this game? I'm trying to how think. How did you so, get the Transport Fever? Guys? How did you catch the fever?
1: Through two vectors. Someone on Twitter after we talked about Mini Metro a bunch, someone on Twitter um, mm. replied to me and said, hey, Chris, this game, uh, Transport Fever, just came out. Like, It seems like it's up your alley. At the time, he tweeted that it wasn't actually out. I wonder if it, it came It wasn't out. actually up your alley. Is what it you <laughs> yeah, it, it might have been out in Europe or something and not here yet. I don't know. But in any case, I so I looked at it. And I'm like, oh, that seems cool. Forgot about it because I couldn't actually play it yet. Check back a week later because here, because I, at uh, Campo, Jane, who... who with whom I share an appreciation for fiddly economic and yeah. builder management games. Like Jane's a big, she plays the Anno games, and she plays other games in that series that like Nick and I talk about a lot. And she independently brought up Transit Fever because uh, she had played, I guess, previous games in the series. Mm-hmm. And so th- this is a...
0: <clears throat> Are the previous games Transit something else or something I else fever? I think there's
1: something else fever. Okay, yeah, Transport, yeah. right? Transport, yeah. Um. The other one was Transit Fever was the predecessor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is a game that as far as I can tell, Nick, tell me, you you actually, actually are given what you've played of the game. You're in a better position to answer this than I am. As far as I can tell, this is a game in which you don't actually do any of the city building yourself. You
2: just build no. the transit lines. You, you can you can destroy the city by right of way, right? Like right, you, yeah, you can yeah. you can just say, oh, "I need this." So you train can track like, you can like eminent domain. Yeah, uh, yeah, buildings yeah, yeah. To, okay. uh, This field doesn't exist anymore. Like you basically just by creating transit networks, you can destroy America. So, but also, so is it running a
0: full city sim, like a lightweight city sim underneath? Because yeah, the city the city continues to, be, to yes. grow, and you have yeah, to respond. Yeah, all, the, all individual okay.
1: agents are represented. Like people walk around, cars drive around. They all have Destination, but the focus is homes. entirely
0: on like road and Connecting. rail or something, yeah. or um,
1: road, rail, uh, boat, plane. Whoa, okay. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten front of the. The funny thing about it is that it starts in like the 1800s. I 1850, believe 1850. Yeah. yeah, I think. Did you start in the United States or in Europe?
2: I've done both at this point. Okay, I started. In, I, you, I mean, you started the campaign, basically. I yes. I skipped that to just go to free play, basically. Right. You know, okay. Sort of like well, the
1: reason I say that is because it starts in a different. The campaign starts in a different year, depending whether it's oh uh, okay. whether it's North America. So I, su- I assume it does in free play as well. Um, uh, I
2: don't think so, but maybe. Oh really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, but uh, but a funny thing about it is that like, I mean, so the game is much as is the case often with these the European versions of these games as compared to like the american version right like the, the mm. sim city or your civilization those tend to be a lot coarser and kind of more balanced this game is just like oh it's 1850 so these are like the wacky the four wacky locomotives you have access to right. and they just do not seem like game balance and does not seem like the oh, thing. no it's no just no, like, no this is as this is well, just what this one was it weighed this much yeah and like
2: it oh you know, man hilariously when you start out in free play uh, you start with three million dollars, which you're like, oh my god! Like mm-hmm. if this was like a Sim City game, that would be like end game oh, yeah. money, yeah, end game like you know uh, achievement. Uh, and you can blow that in about oh five yeah, a seconds. locomotive
1: co- can cost <laughs> can... like two hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. Even even an early locomotive. I, I dropped two some
2: stations of and connected them, and I was out of money, and I had oh, one yeah. shitty train, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, I yeah. guess I'm starting over. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, yeah, you I fucked to, up 1850. This game, like,
1: <laughs> when you lay track, yeah. like if you. Depending on how much curvature there is, yeah. and if the grade, if the if the incline, oh, man. changes, it's the construction it yes. way more. Cost. Yes, yeah, it is. man. Okay, because it, it includes. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, assume yeah. both <laughs> the like the, the track itself, and then also the cost to like clear to like yes. do the the essentially Just terrain move earth- or earthworks. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. It's intense. It mm-hmm. is, uh, but it's but it's also because that's the only thing you're doing. Right, it's okay. Like that's just eating up all the other yeah. attention you would be paying to zoning and city blocks and all that other stuff. So it doesn't actually feel like no, that's cool. It doesn't. It doesn't to me feel overburdened. It's just no. also the interface is bad. Like it's yeah. also just again like one of these just super Euro sim it's, it's games, just like hard to read with just <laughs> just super fiddly, lots of tiny little buttons, yep. and like I'm running my my display at just native 4K, mm. and so all and all the the UI doesn't scale of course. There's so, no high DPI trans, no, no. transport so I just, fever. No, I just have all these no. tiny little. It's got like, window-style UI where you can just drag yeah. all of your little pop-up windows around. But oh. every time you click on anything, it opens up its own... Like, even just one a little guy walking around will open up his own, yep. like, citizen 1328 little draggable window that'll just stay there until oh, you dismiss man. it.
0: So... Oh, man.
1: It becomes crazy. Yeah. But I like it. I like <laughs> it, it a lot.
0: It's built on the actual software that the uh, transportation department of a major city <laughs> would use. Exactly, yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's very yeah. authentic. So... I have a question for you, Nick. Mm. When you play the just the unguided free play, does the city build itself? Like, what happens?
2: I hate to say it, but I, I, I I've... Yet to really progress far enough to notice, it, it must the way yeah. that that the way that it spawns. Yeah, there's no
0: tools for for any of that
2: stuff. stuff it's got it's got to. It seems like you know? that. the whole it's, the it's whole got thing to, is that the
0: city would have to continue to build on its own, and your job is to yeah, well, I think right?
2: I th- well, I think I think maybe I've just never also, played a game like that. Yeah. well, I think also I, I think it's that you're improving the city by creating these networks, and I, I suspect that the, the city building it'll I mean, sort of is like just flower stuff but, off of
0: the off of the infrastructure you build. Do you think? No, or? no, no. I'm,
2: I'm just saying, like, I think. you, you, you like each city has certain requirements that that it wants. It wants food. It wants steel. It wants these certain things. And I'm guessing that as you provide that, the city itself is going to spring up, right? I think I think <laughs> the idea is to yeah, like make the cities bigger by doing I mean, stuff. It, it, right? it must
1: for multiple reasons. One, because if it didn't, you you, you wouldn't have a lot of incentive right. to yeah. to keep building transit. Also, because again, the game is so um, tries to be so allegiant to the to the time period. Mm-hmm. Like you'd need those cities to evolve. And yes. become bigger in order yep. to, to be appropriate to the era they're in. Like you, this get you, you're when you build a train, like that train will eventually just in thirty years it'll break down, right? And you'll have to replace it, or you can keep pushing it past its date. But like that's kind of how you end up modernizing. Can you keep your... a train in
0: service long enough that the citizens award you a transit museum that you can then park <laughs> your train in? <laughs> Hopefully,
1: um, and. You know, whereas in a SimCity game or something, that stuff just kind of, like, happens over time. Like, things just sort of change into the more modern version. But in this game, at least on the stuff that you have control over, like, you have to just, as you go through and as the years progress, just newer technology just sort of passively becomes available. And it's like, oh, now when this train breaks down, I can replace it with a newer, with a good train. like a more recently yeah. designed train. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know, it's it's crazy. And then also, of course, like you have to get to the point where you're eventually building airports and stuff. Yeah. And that's like way in the future for me.
2: I mean, so I played a lot of I mean, I play, I played a lot of games like this. Like I played Railroad Tycoon, I played um Sid Meier's mm-hmm. Railroads. Mm-hmm. Um This game shares a lot of things with those games, but I like that it's it, it it feels distinct enough to where I'm going to probably pour a ton of hours into it. You know, like if people have played those games and they're like, yeah, that's good. Cause I mean, just on the surface of it, even just the way that it creates a map, it's got, you know, a city here and like a resource here. And it's yeah. very like Sid Meier's railroads. Um, and, and to, I guess to a greater extent, um, railroad tycoon, it, you know, they had the same thing where you've got this thing produces cows and this, this city over here requires cows to create mm-hmm. X. And then you're, you're creating supply chains and, and all this stuff. But like, um, the fact that uh, you have to balance between all types of transport seems really interesting right, to cargo me. Cargo like passenger. That yeah. yeah. Well, not just that. Like that. That's that was in railroad. Oh, but also uh, just the categories. As well. but yeah. just the categories of travel. Like mm-hmm. just the, right off Air the bat, sea, having to like well, yeah, yeah, and just having to make like a horse and uh, you know a horse and carriage. A horse like cart, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Oh like, yeah,
1: it's not. It's also trucks. It's also commercial like, yeah. shipping freight and, yeah, b- yeah. And buses yeah, and like yeah, yeah. just it's also yeah road travel which, crazy yeah yep
2: yeah. yeah so it's it's just it's good it's it's like a it's a very um fiddly uh um, european version of all that stuff are you yeah. finding is, that it's scratching great. the itch that you were hoping to have, scratch when playing mini metro
1: yeah it kind of, sort of it's or is it too not brutal into, not into no it's not that it's too brutal it's it's not it's i mean it's like most of these games you it's not it's not like Mini Metro where it's just too bad you lose, it's over. Bah. Mini Metro is like, almost
0: like it's an arcade game version of yeah, this. Yeah, it is. It
1: yeah. is. I still I mean, this is too specific for me to this is not a complaint about either of those two games. It's just a fantasy for me. The mm-hmm. one I still really want is the one that is a single metropolis and is just the full transit system for that city, not the like right. connecting supply lines to the stone quarry outside. Is I like you just want to be I like build the, 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 the MTA of a city? Me- yes, yeah. I want to mm-hmm. be the Metropolitan Transit Authority, and I and I like buses, metro lines, elevated rail. Um, you know, com- maybe commuter rail, like to some extent. At the most, and at then the subways. most, yeah, and and subways, like and that and that's and that's, with that's,
2: no city building, right? That's, yeah, that's because I was gonna yeah. say this is you're just describing like the recent SimCity, and then you right, have no, but, but, but with no but, city with, building,
1: but but with the level of fidelity that transport tyco- that mm, transport sure. fever has, yeah. but just super mic- like super focused city scale rather than like regional. Mm. Scale, so I'd, you wouldn't be dealing with long with uh, long haul cargo. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be dealing. You probably wouldn't have airports at all. Like, you no, have maybe, no
0: freight railroad. I mean, if you had an airport, it would exist it would only for the purpose be of a being fantasy. a stop for your train.
1: Yes, exactly. The plane would like go away and come back, but it wouldn't be technically going right. anywhere. That's simulated. And
0: yeah. then when uh, Uber and Lyft move in and they totally <laughs> and fuck they up your plans, and, and you've got to yeah. you know start yeah. adding dedicated yeah. lanes yeah. that make bicyclists mad. Right, right.
1: Yeah, that 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 is the game that I would love. That that is the one I would really, really, really love. Um, probably no one's going to make that game. But um, maybe this company that made this game will. I don't know. I
2: think... I could see it. Like MTA Fever. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are so many of these... Types of games. I, mean, they I could think just call there it Metro Fever. There might be a, <laughs> uh, a, a, a <laughs> which weird yeah. sounding. I guess. But, yeah. Sorry, what? No, I think I think there is a game like this that you, that uh, I'm fairly oh, certain really? that there is. Yeah, there, I wouldn't
1: be surprised. Right, there's so many crazy simulation games. That I, exist. I feel like I've
2: seen a screenshot of something that that feels like what you're describing. But yeah. who, who the hell knows? Chris, yeah. do you remember
0: uh, where to find that article that we both read about Mini Metro? Oh, okay. did we did. I don't even think we uh, talked we about, talk that about, about that it. On the it was podcast. a really good article. Uh, we should both try to find that. It was. Um, there was an article about Mini Metro when it came out on Steam that was written by someone who are, were they an academic in in no, no or they actually worked for they're the city?
1: actually no they they are a so th- this was this article on Mini Mini, uh, Mini Metro was written by a transit consultant, so this is an independent c- contractor basically who just is hired by municipalities and I think in some cases states as well um, to oh, just consult yep. on. Uh, transit projects. So I think he he used to live in 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 San Francisco. I think now now might be L.A. based, but has consulted for transit agencies across the whole all, all across the country.
0: The uh, the article is called "Learning from Mini Metro" and it's on a website called Human Transit. So you can yeah. probably find it by googling for that.
1: Yeah, it's a really 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 great article. Um, it's not worth going into like all the details about it because it gets really nitty gritty in terms of both the game and also just it's comparisons to actual transit design, but he has, there's a total just like, just, just money shot like line where he observes completely correctly. And I never would have realized this myself that mini Metro is not actually a game about subways. It's a game about buses, like all of Mm. the
0: things that, uh, that have, have yeah, that was a mind blowing note to to hit in that article. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like all the ways in which it differs from how actual metros, systems work, including the ability to just like rapidly erase and destroy and lines. reroute. Yeah. Um, like the fact that it's actually easier to add a whole new train than a car to a train, which makes no sense in a subway system. It's much easier to add a new car to a subway than it is to add an entirely new train. Right, but in a, but bus, in a bus, that's turning it
0: into an accordion bus. Like it's trying right. it, you know, it's
1: easier to add a new bus to a line than it is to make the bus bigger. Um, there are just a lot of things about the system that are actually much more like making a bus uh, making a bus system, which also was interesting because he goes in and talks about why, like, in a lot of cases, buses are better options than, than yeah. Metro. Mm-hmm. And, and it's,
0: it's less aesthetically appealing as a graphic designer, and right, it's less romantic, <laughs> which is why Mini yes. Metro is what it is. Yes, but, for sure, uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, thinking about it as being a bus manager also improved my Mini Metro game. Like, reading that article, but just partly because like, you have all those preconceptions of, like, oh, I'm fucking it up by erasing right. this and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, nope, eat shit, just like...
1: yep. Yeah, he said he said he talked to the developers of the game and they said they wanted to increase the penalties for redrawing lines. And he was saying he really hopes they don't because they've accidentally, like clearly not intentionally, like created a fairly effective simulation of a particular type of transit.
0: Of a way more common type of urban right. transit too. Yeah. Right, yeah.
1: Um, and I ended up actually spending like a few hours on his website just reading other articles about transit systems. And I mean... A, Unsurprisingly, I find that stuff really interesting, which is why I want a game that's all about it. Uh, but uh, but it was really cool. It was the the site is Human Transit, and it's just this guy's blog where he just posts about stuff going on in public transit around the country, and I think also the world. Um, and the Mini Metro article was really, really, really good, and it was a great example of like how a game that actually deals with real systems that exist in the real world can have really interesting things to say yeah. about our world when it isn't just, when it's when there's enough substance there. Like Mini Metro is a very like simple game that doesn't that just completely doesn't even attempt to deal with a lot of the stuff. Yeah, Real it, transit. It does, has enough it in it to make a conversation
0: happen. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. Yep. It's cool. Yeah. Cool.
1: Are you gonna play more transit fever, do you think? Transport fever?
2: Yeah. 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 Cool. yeah. Metro fever. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of those. Yeah. Sweet. Um Yeah. All right. Let's do some reader mail. Reader yeah, mail? We'll do, some, do
1: some reader mail what i think
0: we should <laughs> <do>. <laughs>
1: all right andrew ray writes video game theme parks hey thumbs i was listening to the pod about the closed down sega theme park in australia and realized there is totally still a sega theme park in japan i wonder if the australia opening was an attempt to see if it had legs outside that country joyopolis in odaiba tokyo is a four-story sega theme park it has large custom jurassic park and house of the dead games where you're in the real front end of the jeep I don't know if you remember the average Jurassic Park arcade game. Um, It's basically a light gun game on a Jeep, but in the Joyopolis version, you can slam two big red arrows that rotate the car 180 degrees so you shoot at the dinos chasing you. It's pretty cool. The House of the Dead game is the same but with zombies. The real attraction is Half-Pipe Tokyo, which is a giant half-pipe with you and your partner strapped to a giant skateboard, (laughs) which then travels up and down the half-pipe. You have a pedal on your feet, and the clo- what? what? And the closer the skateboard is to the center, the more spins you do as you go up the other side of the halfpipe. The couple who gets the most spin wins. There are, like, five other skateboards going at a time.
0: I don't know if that sounds good. I don't know if that sounds I like a understand- thing I want. I- yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't get it. A perfect score gives you a 900, I think, which, if you do perfectly, makes you feel very ill. I guess the <laughs> Okay, genius- yeah, I don't want it. I guess the genius is that you either power on through or stop pressing the pedal if you feel sick. But then you're a baby with a low baby score. I like that. That is just this is just designed to make Nick Breckin vomit. (laughs) Also designed to make
0: Nick look a pro strats. Yeah. Yes. Well, and then vomit. That's what I mean. I like the the aside in there saying a perfect score gives you nine hundred is a (laughs) good (laughs) yeah yeah. interesting choice. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Also, looking at the website, it looks like they repurposed the roller coaster to be a rhythm game roller coaster, which is cool. It also looks like VR has taken in many ways with the superbly named zero latency VR attraction, whatever that means. (laughs) also don't forget sonic athletes sonic brain ranking and sonic carnival
0: for all your sonic needs sonic carnivores brain (laughs) rank zero (laughs) latency vr experience (laughs) we were worried we're worried that people are going to be sick in vr let's right
2: no they're not (laughs) people have been
0: told that there's if it's zero latency they don't get sick let's call it let's
1: call it that that's (laughs) finally thanks for the plug on secret santa This is now the biggest Idol Forums Secret Santa yet of the three years I've been running it, thanks to your lovely words. You have until the 27th of this month to show your interest, which if this gets read out on the current podcast, should be a little under a week from now. Um, Like you said, the gifts cost up to $25, excluding shipping, and you can opt for digital, physical, or both, and uh, decide whether you have to deal with international or national shipping. That's an important note. You don't need to, if you're signing up for this, you don't need to commit to shipping internationally. You can specify when you sign up so that you don't get stuck with the bigger bill than you're happy with. But if you are happy to send to people internationally, that is a fun thing to do.
0: That, by the way, is in idlethumbs.net. Hit the forums link at the top, and I think that it's probably in the Idle Banter Forum. That's my guess. I think it is, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is our off-topic chat forum. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh,
0: Andy here continues.
1: uh, Last year I got some wonderfully fluffy socks, a beautiful sci-fi book, some delicious sweets, and a beautifully goofy sheep fridge magnet from the magnificent Dibs. If this sounds like something you'd like to do, please PM me on the forums. My username is N1NjaSquirrel. Sorry for the weebish username. I know it's hard to read on air. I usually say Ninja with a one squirrel. You can search <laughs> for the Idol Santa 2016 thread for more details, which, yes, is currently pinned on the Idol banter board in the forums. Cool. All right. Uh, lots of love, Andy
0: Ray. Thank uh, you. That, he said LOL, I imagine. And you read that as lots of love. He said lots of lovely love. Lol lol. <laughs> lol. Good Chris <laughs> Oh, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Evan that's J- Dishonored.
1: <laughs> Evan James writes uh, I'm gonna get right to it lo-fi DIY as a restriction or stylist choice in game programming Do you think this is currently manifesting itself? Indie games often has have lo-fi programming? art... Programming? Yeah, I'm not sure so he, he's gonna yeah, no, I think I explain it. Indie games often have lo-fi art and sound for example but coding interactions for the, for the game part seems still hi-fi, rega- requiring a good amount of knowledge to make anything basic happen. No one's picking up a computer and programming the equivalent of a beat happening record, a group of non-musicians forming a pop band and being at the forefront of the indie pop lo-fi movement in the early 80s, right? Does the programming aspect of it need decades more to get to the point of ease that would allow for that sort of expression to occur in games? Thanks for all you do, uh, Evan, Ariscani. Evan on the forums.
0: I think that depends uh, on what you mean. I mean, there are game jam games where movement is... Like, like, you're not going to get a lo-fi Crash Bandicoot or something, because that is fucking hard. Even, like, Super Mario Bros. 1, getting the jump physics to work right requires you to be a good programmer. But if you want, like, really quantized movement, like an old PC game where you just go boop, 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 and move across tiles, that shit is in Game Gems all the time. Or, like, Interactive Fiction has very simple scripting that is mm-hmm. obviously lo-fi and comes from an earlier age of game design. But I think, like... The moment you start simulating gravity, I don't know if there's such a thing as lo-fi programming because game feel immediately gets becomes part of it. I mean, that's I I don't know if that's correct or not. That's my Mm -hmm. immediate thought about that. that. Like,
1: no, I think you're right, and I think you could. Like, yeah, I think the equivalent of that in audio would probably be the difference between like instruments being played in a sort of roughshod way versus the actual vinyl record or CD or like MP3 recording having glitches in it that cause just actually unpleasant artifacts in your ears. Right. Like right. you, you the, like that's probably closer to just having a poorly programmed game feel than right. having someone play guitar sloppily. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. There, yeah.
0: There's, I feel like there are a number of games that exist at this point that have very simplistic and rudimentary programming, but then have a more sort of, conscious, lo-fi, rough, but like kind of punky aesthetic over the top of them or whatever other interesting Mm -hmm. lo-fi aesthetic. But I don't think there's a – it seems like the the version of a guy just jamming out on a guitar on a demo tape in programming, I don't know if that's possible to exist because it's math. No,
1: I don't think it is. But also it probably doesn't exist in audio engineering, which is actually a closer – Closer comparison, probably. Yeah. Like, if you're an audio engineer in a recording studio, or even in your home, like you're not going to intentionally make that shittier. You might intentionally not make it like better. Like, you right. you might not deaden every sound you can to the to the degree. Or you might of, like, deliberately a,
0: record through an old amp or onto an old tape recorder.
1: Right. But you're but you're only probably going to do that in intentional ways, unlike being just an inexpert musician, in which the unintentional part of it is sort of the charm. Right, like it's just the difference between the like the medium that's transmitting the thing and what is being transmitted. Um, Also, uh, another just fundamental difference is that computers are just better at making things exact. Like a straight line. Like if you want your line to be not to be drawn by a computer and not be straight, that's more work than making the line straight. Yeah, the fact Mm. that it is
0: it is explicitly controlling a digital device it's sort of like you can get really artful interesting things by like holding a magnet near a vcr or like Mm -hmm. you know putting your finger down on a record whereas if you halfway disconnect an hdmi cable the tv just turns off right yeah um
1: yeah and so even with music for instance like if you have an actual mechanical piano and you slam the keys you can hear like Rattling inside the piano like the 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 key will actually make a different sound depending on how hard you press it because there's mechanical stuff going on It's actual like acoustic creation of sound whereas if you have a Casio keyboard Nothing you do to it is going to make the sound come out the other end like reflect the circumstances yep. that you were pressing it with
0: all of this said if you are a game programmer either of beginner skill or high expertise mega veteran or anywhere in between and you feel like we're talking m- out of our like asses. misrepresenting like, yeah. this and you, yeah. you, you like because yeah, our brains definitely. just don't work this way please yeah. write into questions at idlethumbs.net mm-hmm. with your experience in what this sort of pro- if, if this programming aesthetic exists or is possible to exist or you know is discussed in amongst people who <laughs> professionally code video games because it's mm-hmm. you know
1: and also, for what it's worth, like there, there's sort of another part of the question, which was simply about the ability to create something with less skill, and that's that is becoming easier and easier by the second. Like game sure. maker yes. is something yeah. like I mean, it's
0: it's closer and closer though to something like GarageBand, and not like right. a, four guys right. in a garage with mm-hmm. a four track. Yes. You know, like yes, that doesn't definitely. that doesn't exist. Correct. But like Correct. you know, gra- by 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 GarageBand, that analogy. I mean, there is a huge superstructure of infrastructure built by hundreds of engineers. That then allow you to plug any device into your computer and have it sound kind of good, you know. Like it yeah. does the legwork of, you have a whole MIDI subsystem underneath, and you have mm-hmm. backing loops, and you have a, a mixer that comes with your computer, and all this other shit. Uh, as opposed to having to cobble that stuff together, you know, the equivalent to that, I guess, is yeah, Unity or Game Maker or something, yeah. where all the low-level work of setting Especially up an, a Game recording Maker. studio is done for you in mm-hmm. GarageBand, or yeah, in uh, yeah, Game Maker, just. Man, new Game Maker is impressive as hell. Yeah, I mean, it
1: looks really cool. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. They, they, is they that, have, that out yet? I sick? don't
0: know if it's out or if it's announced because I don't use Game Maker at all. But like, it I has it, is. it has what looks like incredibly robust visual scripting and like uh, d- good modern support for multi-layered scenes and stuff. Like, it looks it looks more like what you would imagine something like Game Maker would be if you've never made a video game. I think yeah, like it, right. it looks it. it Mm-hmm. I saw somebody
2: like, e- like editing an animation, a 2D animation in real time. Like, as the thing was animating, he was like carving away at it with like an eraser tool, and he just made like a flame effect in like three oh, yeah, that seconds. Was really it was awesome. a crazy thing. Yeah, that was really thing. cool. Yeah. 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 It's a, cool, a cool engine.
1: Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, as Jake said, I would be really curious to hear more informed yeah. perspectives on this. None right. of us are, are programmers. I mean, I do some programming, but I'm not a real programmer at all. So I don't know. Like I would, it's actually to this, to that point, like I would not really know how to go about making something look intentionally lo-fi in a convincing, cool way. But that's definitely a thing that some programmers do with like using their skill, like using their real skills. Right,
0: but it's it's almost the equivalent of being a, a visual effects animator for films and then going and replicating the effect of film grain, yes, uh, on yeah. top of or a digital, digital video. distortion or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like uh, yep. you have to actually be really good to make that look real. Yes, um, yes, for sure. As a, as opposed to yeah, again, like just picking up a guitar and yelling into a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: All right. Well, know, who knows? Wes McLean writes, "Dear Thumbs, I started playing Dishonored two this weekend." I decided to approach my first playthrough non-lethally, as I did with the first game. After watching the opening cutscene, I was tasked with escaping this tower through a safe room. To get that safe room, I needed the key, and to get the key, I needed to eliminate a man named Mortimer Ramsey. So I made my name to my made my that's way funny. to Ramsey, peeping through keyholes and choking out countless guards.
2: That's the last name of a Bethesda employee, I, lo- that I know. <laughs> I
1: located him in a what?
2: Sorry, just Ramsey. That's that's a girl I used to work with, so I'm sure that's a, oh, that's okay. a little Bethesda okay, in-joke, yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah.
1: I located him in a big room talking with another guard, carefully lured him out of the room, incapacitated him, and grabbed the key off his belt. I sprinted through the level filled with sleeping guards and opened the safe room entrance. I closed the secret sliding bookcase behind me and looked at the mission goals. Apparently, I was supposed to bring Ramsey's body with me to the safe room for a successful non-lethal elimination, as we know from earlier in this podcast. So I sprinted (laughs) back through the rooms of Ah. sleeping guards, slung Ramsey over my shoulder, sprinted back to the room, turned around to close the bookcase door with Ramsey still on my shoulder. As I reached out to trigger the door, it caused me to drop Ramsey. I, <laughs> I looked down as the bookshelf was sliding closed into my horror. His head was resting directly <laughs> in its path. <laughs> With no time to react, I watched as his head exploded. Oh my God. I was silent for a moment. And then my character said, Traitor, that was for my father.
2: <laughs> what? What? Oh
1: my God. <laughs> Thanks for casting a great pod. P.S. Longtime listener, first time writer, not worth mentioning on the show. Too late but my sister is Anna who booked Chris on the future is what podcast. Mm. Um, yeah. I was on the pod- the official podcast of the kill rock stars label, uh, indie music label um, to talk about video game music to
0: talk about lo-fi programming. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Um, cool. So yeah, that's the podcast is called the future of what? And that episode came out this week, I think, or last week.
0: Nice. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, if that, player character bark happens anytime you kill that guy or only in weird situations where you were already on a non-lethal path and then just like secretly Probably making it shit. Probably you kill him. I know. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's so good though. Yeah, it's yep. really, really good. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that that... I mean, it's crazy that that worked. Like a lot of games that yeah. wouldn't do anything. A lot of games... It would just his like, head would just clip through the door. Or it would yeah, just yeah, yeah. stop. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Just Or, or it would just push him it would physics him <laughs> right. into the room the
0: fact that it counts as a headshot is crazy yeah i guess it was, yeah that it it actually was just explodes no the damage head of specifically. x
1: points yeah of like x hp yeah. collided with head i guess it does. make head explode that is really crazy
2: i wonder if that's being made in the um the id engine <laughs> and i wonder if that's why it's got really what good what was the like, first game made with hit detection i think it was made in ID tech five? weird Four? i thought
0: that I, th- I thought that would have been an Unreal game. Oh, maybe it was no. You it was real. No, really, but I wonder. Arcane if this was one historically did. a source studio, I think. Uh, but I think the Dishonored is made either it in way. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. E- Let's be honest here. Unreal has technology to blow up a fucking. That's head. true. It does. Yeah. Come on, Nick. That's true. We've all seen heads explode. it can, oh, yeah. it can happen.
1: <laughs> God, Titanfall has so many like exploding heads in it. I played through... A quick note about Titanfall, which was interesting. So I finished the Titanfall two campaign, um, which like the the everything after what I played. What I talked about last week is, you know, in relatively similar vein to what came before. There wasn't, there weren't any sort of additional, like, huge introductions of new games and stuff. You didn't get, like, a, stuff. an
0: additional dimension unlocked somehow. No, no. But
1: I But I, um, I was watching the credits, which I usually just do at the end of games and movies, just because I'm, I'm interested. And I noticed that the game director was Steve Fukuda, who I find really fascinating because he has been... Just at the forefront of like industry leading sh- first-person shooter campaigns for like well over a decade at this point, what's and he's his just other, not a his, known name. What's his pedigree? He at started point? at Infinity Ward on the first Call of Duty game, okay, and worked in there, what role? Um, I believe as a either a level designer or as a lead designer. Okay, interesting. Um, mm. uh, I think even before that, he was on Medal of Honor, like the okay. old Medal of Honor yep. games, um, and then essentially, like I think became lead designer all through Modern Warfare 2. So he did he was in charge of the modern, the original Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare campaign which is one of the great sort of campaigns in that style before that series mm-hmm. like just kind of turned into like a a an like a parody of itself in my opinion. But like but the but the Titanfall 2 campaign was actually really uh refreshing in a lot of ways and a lot more fun than those uh, call of duty campaigns have become. And like, it was the reason I find it interesting is because this guy, I mean, has worked on so many of these games and, like, right. left an enormous mark, clearly left a huge mark on just AAA games, like, whether you whether or not you even right. the, like those games or not. There is or a AAA campaign lord out known. there that you don't yeah, know he's just about. Not, yeah. He's not someone who people talk about. He doesn't really... I'm sure he does interviews. I'm sure he's done interviews, oh, yeah. but he's not a name You in don't the get a feature
0: that, about that guy like the way Ken Levine or Tim Schafer or someone, right, right? even right. though his name is on a ton of, right. of like, single-player linear narrative, blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, and I just uh, thought that wait. was interesting.
0: I, I, I want someone to notice this and then say does gaming have it's Michael Bay?
1: Well, that's what I was thinking <laughs> when I saw this. I'm like yeah. that really is the the, <laughs> the closest comparison I can think of. You know, where it's like someone who really is like carved out a very specific yep. kind of like blockbuster entertainment can like fairly But it
0: also delivers hits, right?
1: Yeah, but it deliver but it actually delivers hits, right? Um pretty re- pretty repeatedly. <laughs> um and, yeah, I don't know. I just thought, like, I just I, – he was the first name in the credits, obviously, I think. And I, I was just – I had no idea. And it was, like, completely unsurprising um, to me to see, like, having just known this guy's name for a long-ass time um, just because, you know, I pay attention – I try and pay attention to that stuff. Um, but I just wanted to mention it because people usually don't. And that's really the main reason I wanted to mention that. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um, all right. Alex uh, Kurdjukov writes – what are your thoughts on the new show Westworld on HBO? Uh-oh. Have you been watching it? I believe it draws a lot of parallels with MMOs and, and LARP. It's an interesting way of thinking about video game quest narratives and developing persistent AI robotic characters. Also, why do you think most humans are inherently afraid or distrustful of robots? I see them as the next evolutionary step, artificial beings that we can help create and nurture to help us explore our vast universe. They could truly become a reflection of humankind and our values. Are we afraid of our darker selves, which in effect limits us in building the best of humanity into AGI technologies? Regards, a robot, uh, Alexi.
2: <laughs> 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 Alexa. <laughs> Written by Alexa. <laughs> Sent from my Alexa. Alexa. <laughs>
0: Why don't you like robots? Yeah, why? I think (laughs) robots
2: are best reflection of humans.
0: Asking us about Westworld is probably a thing that we shouldn't get too too far into because we're just going to poop on it. That's my suspicion, at least. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I I, started off as a huge Westworld booster in the first few episodes, and as of this week, I I mean, I'm a sucker who will keep watching that show, but I'm going to basically it's it's effectively gone from this could be a thing that I'm really engaged in to like. My TV trash pile that I watch when making dinner, uh, mm-hmm. very fast, and I like, that's that's yeah. how I feel. Sorry, everyone who loves Westworld still, which is a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I was I was very I was optimistic at first, and then and and like each week kind of was a little bit less, just like captivated, and then we were out of town one weekend and when we came back we just never watched the next one and we haven't it's been a few weeks now
0: and we just have you were replaced by robot versions of yourselves who don't <laughs> need to watch Westworld
1: yeah I don't know I the stuff that I find really really interesting about Westworld is the stuff of, is essentially the speculation about what results in the creation of consciousness and I think the idea that consciousness is fundamentally a function and consequence of memory of like persistent memory I think is a really like I thought was a really compelling idea and I really, really liked it. And I, I almost everything about the else about the show. I kind of just like less unless I find it like so goofy and that, that element of it,
0: that element of it is still whenever it shows up in the show is the most intriguing part of the show, but they've layered on so much. And man, I know we fucking bang on lore all the time on this podcast, but I feel like when the notion of of consciousness and whether or not and how these robots are becoming conscious is turning into fallout from shitty west world lore it becomes bad to me where yeah. it's like are they conscious because the creator of the park planted it and has an agenda and is a like bleh, like shut up like that's not what's interesting about it at all like it's just uh, well and, and there's also all that
1: stuff about the maze and everything which I really just do not care about at all like I don't
0: If I, I suspect that I suspect unless that's
1: gone somewhere since I stopped watching it no right? Doesn't, I mean, I mean
0: I do we want to talk uh, oh. no I, we probably okay. should we have, have just we talked end about up something in, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, I, I, I something suspect that I'm the sorry. maze is not literal and is actually an analogy and is actually just I suspect that the maze is a catalyst for like it, it, the channels of the maze, I think is an analogy for the paths that like inroads mm. for these hosts to take, to become conscious. I think that's what right. it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's not a literal maze, but the, it's treated like a fucking JJ Abrams mystery box. Like it's treated like the hatch in lost in the first season of lost where like right. all these every single character on the show now wants the same thing. Like it's just, it's collapsing in on itself in a way that either is going to just land in a monotonous way or is going to try to pull the rug out from under everyone at the end of this first season and say what you thought you were watching you weren't watching which is also in my opinion not strong storytelling yeah so it, it's tough like
1: yeah but uh, I yeah so that's a bummer yeah. I, I I do really like the show's just fundamental like ideas about what consciousness is and I, I kind of wish it were less encumbered by all of the expectations of what modern prestige dramatic television oh, yeah. is supposed to have in it because game I, of thrones
2: is definitely having an effect on the development of the show pretty hard i think especially particularly in the when we're talking about lore and yeah. like building up this sort of like and just
0: shit like, like yeah. criminal minds whatever every tv show looks the yeah, same now like the cut to pristine science world that just could easily also be a set from csi like i don't know um i i mean i I'm becoming less enamored with the sort of interesting video game design stuff too, which I actually really did like in the first few episodes. Yeah, too. When they had like the narrative designer yeah. uh, and the QA team and the like view you get into some of the programming of how the the language processing of the characters work. All that stuff is interesting to me except for the fact that they don't – because the show seems so fixated on withholding everything so that they can then – twist your mind in knots with their big reveals they're unwilling to explain the rules of anything it's just it's, which makes it pointless as a as a, as a study of game design yeah. or as a study of world design or of theme park creation or anything because they won't actually tell you how any of it works in any of the behind the scenes scenes which like that's all those people would be fixated on yeah. that's like that's it and they they keep it from you i think because they're planning on it not being what you think it is right. yeah so like it, it just—it feels like it just pays lip service yeah. to all that stuff in the long term. It's very frustrating. Also, how many seasons can the show go on and still be interesting in any of the on any of the axes that it was interesting in the first few episodes? Right. Yeah. They've renewed it for a second season, and I imagine I they think, want it. Don't they be, be say it's five? I'm, I'm sure, that's the length that every like big yeah, American okay. TV show wants to be now, right? You want okay. to. Yeah. Tell a story in five season-long acts. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, right. I don't know. And then if you're if you're as popular as Lost, you'll split the final season into two half-length seasons. Like Mad Men did that as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: Yep. Got a Harry Sopranos. Potter. You're pr- th- we're in the yeah. golden
0: age of television, wh- wherein we treat it the same way as we treat Harry Potter movies. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow! What Cynical Sorry, takes. Sorry. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, d- a, agree. Well, I'm a. i am i think Chris and I are both on an old man trajectory about the golden age of TV right now. Where <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think I, I
1: don't I I'm a, I was totally on board the golden age of TV train for a while, and now I kind of think it's hype. It's mainly hype. Well, it, it, yeah.
0: The the way that you can make like the cinematography and editing style of like true like high watermark prestige shows. Is now affordable for zero dollars? Like right, pre- like network super color
1: graded. Ne- like, network
0: procedurals yeah. look the same as uh, as Mad Men. I mean, not it's Mad Men is an interesting Mad example. Mad actually a
1: bad example because Mad Men has actually like really, really, really coherent I, set design. I, yeah, and production I, I, I design. I also feel like
0: yeah. when people started aping the look of the first half of Mad Men, they just told everyone to eat shit and changed their look at season five to be way more filmic mm. and like way mm. more like I, like when Mad Men. Yeah. Like, there's other TV shows that just look like the first couple seasons of Mad Men as far as right. the color palette and the architecture and stuff. But when they, like, they started deliberately introducing, uh like, rear projection and, like, really grainy... Like, they just... They started, like, diving way more into their own strange take on a period aesthetic that I don't think anyone else has touched. But, like, I don't know. It's... um I find it. I find it frustrating at this point. Like I'm sure there are still TV shows that are good out there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in a sea of every every TV show that's the same, and you uh, the obvious example of that is that every TV show's opening credits are the same. Yes. Like, man, there's just yeah. a template that you're ripping on right now.
2: Well, that, same, that company, I looked that company up uh, a last week. There's a, There are a couple, but man, that company has done a lot of stuff yeah. that you wouldn't a realize. A macro lens stu- shot I mean, of
0: something being built or something being examined yeah, or yeah, uh, yeah. whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that, Like, the you, creator director of that company had a list of credits that was like, oh my god, there's a reason why all this shit feels the same. You could make it's a really, really,
0: idea. really boring supercut of uh every TV show introduction insert shot uh, into like a Mm -hmm. three hour long TV introduction that you (laughs) wouldn't know was from different
2: (laughs) shows. (laughs) We're like, oh, I guess this
0: involves the Queen of England and the San Francisco subway system and (laughs) you know, whatever. Um, oh, it's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> the Assassin's Creed movie will yeah. actually just... Oh, man,
1: did you guys see the Assassin's Creed movie poster that has, like, the assassin, but then all those other people, like,
0: superimposed no. onto him? No, just... the assassin is also deploying small assassins leaping yeah, off like, of him, like, like, the, like the Cloverfield like, monster or something? <laughs> yeah, it's a real it's poster. It's so a real stupid. Uh, <laughs> also, so, when I it's
2: saw so that... It's stupid bad it's what stupid I is that, a good... When I saw that,
1: all I could imagine was, like, <laughs> was other people in the world as the assassin is sneaking around like someone else in the world being like wait a second that's just four guys in a suit it really
0: looks like that it really looks like like well, the assassin this. walks up to and says one ticket please <laughs> and then like four other heads pop out of the coat and are like is they buying it and then yeah. they disappear back inside uh, except that it's also yeah anyway that poster is ridiculous yeah uh, this is a good reader mail by the way yeah,
2: oh sorry I forgot. The
1: for this. I forgot we're doing reader mail
0: it
2: doesn't matter find this stupid poster. Don't worry about yeah, it Nick It's fine
1: uh, Zach Chin writes I work at the weird store On Bay and Mission In Santa Cruz Did we yes. read this yet? No No We, we worked there Hey Thumbs I also went to My UCSC God. And I am a Santa Cruz local The weird grocery stores You guys you guys have been talking about Was indeed flipped Into a pretty successful Restaurant and bar Called Burger It's a good, <laughs> good name Nice <laughs> I'm a bartender there And the next time Any of the Thumbs or Campo Cruz in town Please come on in For a free drink Thanks for all the pods Zach and Santa Cruz Oh I found,
0: uh, in regards to that weird store, I found someone's old blog from 2005, uh, let me see if I can find it, because that was, that's the store that, like, looked like its contents were two or three decades out of date and had just a mysterious old man, uh, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to find it. Yeah, f- the
1: vitamins, the Pac-Man vitamins. They had Pac-Man vitamins and squeezits
0: mm. that were just clearly from the 80s uh, and canned food that looked like it was from the early 80s. It just looked like everything was decades out of date. Anyway, I found a blog post from uh, May 1st, 2006. And it's just—it's a blog called Occasionally Santa Cruz. Bay Mission Market gone? The Bay Mission Market at the corner of Bay and Mission, of course, has long been a Santa Cruz fixture, albeit a funky one. I remember a newspaper article about it when I was a student in the late 70s. Jeez, the reporter had found products on their shelves from the early 60s and before containing God, so <laughs> containing crazy. Uh, cyclomates, which had been banned 15 to 20 years earlier. <laughs> I've wondered how it's stayed in business for so long. The past few years, it seems wow. mostly subsist on alcohol sales from the look of the ads that were in the window. Uh walking by I saw this sign in the window and there's a picture of a for sale sign.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was two thousand six. Two thousand six. Someone from the seventies. Someone from the seventies was there. They had yeah. twenty year out of there. So that products was only then. a couple
1: years after you left that school.
0: Or, yes. I was yeah. there when Bay Mission closed. Okay, I think I've okay. mentioned that. Okay, and I, okay. I I was still working in Santa Cruz County mm-hmm. when they had the for sale sign up, but I I left before it turned into um mm-hmm. whatever the restaurant is called. But oh man, finding that blog from someone who was there in the city 30, 40 years prior, and they then had things from the 50s. Right. Yeah, what in the world? How does that like, even work? There's like a Twilight now, Zone episode they, like, about this. Yeah, do they just change the
2: store up and then? Yeah, they,
1: they're, maybe once every 15 years they restock store has new stuff
2: in it. <laughs> but that, that well, no, because then it's it, it would be current for a little while. Probably <laughs> right, they exactly. they restock it, it in the back it would room be for a little while. Let but them not for age, long. you know, let everything age for 20 <laughs> years and then bring it out.
0: They have a shadow copy of the store in the back that they let the dust and sort of back and forth between which ones open. They slowly yeah like okay we gotta switch out this shelf and put some 60s stuff. Out there, and we'll put the we'll throw the '40s <laughs> stuff away finally, and we'll fill it full of late '70s Jesus. stuff that we'll bring out in 25 years or whatever. Anyway, yeah. uh, it. The fact that that store has a history that goes back that far really makes it feel like it's something out of The Twilight Zone, or like yeah. a fixture in the town of Buffy yeah, the Vampire and, oh, Slayer yeah. or something. or like no, a, it's a, a Stephen King novel or something, yeah. where it's like, oh, that yeah, weird, it is, that it is weird very, store. It is very Stephen King, where yeah. there's a store that it has, you, that place
2: has a memory. There's like a yeah. bubble, <laughs> it's and, and like, it's just always yeah. 20 years behind. Like, right. the windows uh, mm-hmm. of
0: that store r- refract light slowly, and you can when you're inside, right. you look out and see old cars driving by. Yep. Uh, whatever. Yep. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Oops! Oh no! La la la! Sorry. What was that, Chris? <laughs> that was, <laughs> someone, reader mail. Someone theme. Sent a
1: reader mail, but it was a YouTube video, which is not useful for, mm. for that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. That that, that might be that. That's, we should we should yeah. we should mention we're, that um, the Idle Thumbs Wizard Jam Four is, I think, days away at this point. Right? We're, yeah, we're right up on that. It's very soon. Yeah. So the Idle Thumbs Wizard Jam is a now. Um, biannual? Is biannual or biennial? Which is the one where it's twice a year? I
2: don't know. Biannual.
1: Biannual? Yeah. So biannual is every two years? I think so. Okay. Yeah.
0: Is it semi-annual? Oh,
1: God. <laughs>
0: what a disaster. Um, it's anyway, November 19th to December 4th.
1: Yes. So, uh, this is a game jam that is entirely organized by the idle forums, and the only real rule is that your game must be titled after the title of an episode on the Idle Thumbs Network. Not just our mm. show, but any of the shows hosted at idlethumbs.net. Um, and there are sort of optional modifiers that the, the forums kind of put together to uh, allow people to challenge themselves additionally or get some more ideas. Um, but really all it is is two weeks spent making a game inspired by an Idle Thumbs episode title. And it's a really fun, like, welcoming community. People help each other out. Uh, people contribute to each other's games. And, uh, and then... Hopefully, if we can uh, do it we'll, <laughs> this time, which we we'll failed to do, we will stream those games live.
0: We streamed all the ones from last jam. We did. But we just only uploaded half of the videos because of weird Twitch Yeah, because we had weird issues. Um, but, uh, we, I, the sentiment seems to be, and we've been told, that if you are new to game dev or if you've always wanted to do a game jam but have not before, mm-hmm. the idol or the wizard jam is a, it's a particularly welcoming one. And I think that is true. The community seems mm-hmm. to be yep. very good. Yes. So... If you if you want a non-competitive two-week-long excuse to make a dumb, goofy video game or mm-hmm. an incredibly serious and personal game, whatever you want, uh, these guys uh, would be more than welcome or more than happy to welcome you into that mm-hmm. into that crew.
1: Yeah. If you go to idlethumbs.net, go to the forums. Uh, we have a whole game development subforum. There's a Wizard Jam forum in there, right at the yeah, top. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Wizard Jam Four. What is it when does it start? I know you just said it and I already forget. Has it is
0: Saturday, November nineteenth through Sunday, December fourth. The thread has actual like official start and end times in time mm-hmm. zone yeah. time. So. so that
1: starts this weekend. Yep. So still time. Make video games. It. Yeah. Do it. All right. Well thanks for thanks for listening or watching this episode. Of Idol, oh, of Thumbs. Again, uh we this episode was streamed live during recording to Twitch at twitch.tv slash idle Uh you can uh subscribe to our Twitch channel and get a bunch of chat emotes that were designed just for us by John Christensen.
0: They started off as Wizard Jam characters from a game that's in true. which we were oh, an RPG true. party. Yeah, yeah.
1: a couple, a while ago at yeah. this point. And Wizard uh, Jam 1. if you have Amazon Prime, you can every month every month you get a non-auto-renewing free Twitch subscription through your Prime subscription that you can apply to any Twitch channel. So if you want a free way to subscribe to us and get those emotes and just help out the show, uh, you can toss us your Amazon Prime Twitch subscription. You So you link your Prime account to your Twitch account and it's,
0: it's really easy. It gives you the ability to spam any Twitch chat you're in with a crying cartoon of Nick Brecken's face. It's and if true. that's not well, that's worth true. the $0 it costs you, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm.
1: You can also spend real money with a Twitch subscription.
0: You're up to you. Uh, <laughs>
1: Nick Brecken's face is worth it either way. Uh, you can also send us email at questions at idlethumbs.net, and we'll read it on this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash idlethumbs, on Facebook at facebook.com slash idlethumbs. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and some other places as well. The and if Google you,
0: Play podcast yeah, store. We're on the
1: Google Play podcast store as well.
0: It's if probably you, not a store.
1: It's whatever it is. If you if you like this show, please tell a friend. That is the best way we have to spread the word. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.
2: Barf. Hello Twitch. Hello.
0: You did it. <laughs> Oh, good. Twitch chat is just crying Nick Wreckin faces now. Of course they are.